people, welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by my good friend, writing coach, game designer, and wonderful human being, John Adamus, for a game of Big Fight Feel. Big Fight Feel, designed by, checks notes, Jeff Stormer, is a game about two rivals, two legendary professional wrestling rivals, facing off together in the moments after the bell has rung in their ultimate final showdown. It is a hack of Austin Ramsey's In the Air Tonight, which we played on the show with Alex Landing, and you can find that in the show notes, and it captures that specific moment after the bell rings when the crowd falls silent. It is, it's a game I'm really proud of. I think it turned out really, really cool, and I can't wait for you to hear it on the show. John, as I mentioned, is a writing coach. Uh, His specialty is helping you tell your story. I worked with John a lot when I was developing Mission Accomplished. It is the game that it is partially because of his help. Uh, He also, you know, does work around like press pitches. And I mean, if you've heard me describe Party of One as an actual play podcast focused on two player role playing experiences, you've heard John's work. Um, I am incredibly grateful. And also, he's a wonderful friend. You should go follow him on Twitter at awesome underscore John and head to the writer next door dot com to learn about his coaching services. I love John Adamus. I think he's a wonderful person. Now, before we dive in, I do want to talk about one thing. Um, This episode was supposed to be our yearly WrestleMania spectacular. However, wrestling isn't happening right now, and it shouldn't be happening right now because people should be staying home and being self-isolating and taking care of themselves. But uh, we talk a little bit about like wrestling being in the air and the excitement that comes with WrestleMania. That's because we filmed this in January, or rather we recorded this in January um, when the Rumble was happening and we kind of assumed WrestleMania was going to happen. Technically it is, but I kind of wish it wasn't for a lot of reasons. It's a long story. Anyway, this is my segue into saying, um, moving into the top of the episode, uh, I've put my Patreon on hold, all of my money uh, raised through Patreon, t-shirt sales, Kofi, all that kind of stuff for the next few weeks is going towards supporting people whose incomes have been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. That includes professional wrestlers, including my dear, dear friends, Kate Nix and Afidi and the Cobra. Um, I am putting in the show notes some links to some Patreons, uh, the One Shot Safety Net Fund, uh, Kate Nefidian's Closet Champion Patreon, a few others. Uh, and what I'm going to say right now is if you, right now, listening to this episode, if you uh, go and donate to one of their Kickstarters of the GoFundMe, go support people who have been impacted, and you send me via email at partyfunpodcast at gmail.com proof of your donation, I will send you a copy of Big Fight Feel as well as some other special guest surprise games. Uh, I'm going to send you some cool stuff. I want you to go and support the people who have been impacted. I'm fine, so go do that. It would mean a lot to me, and you'll get some cool stuff in exchange. Uh, It's my little way of helping people out in an uncertain time. And with that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. My guest this week, I got to tell you, I am so, so excited to be sitting down with John Adamus. John... Thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Jeff, thank you so much for having me. This is always a good time. I am so excited to have you on the show. I know this is something that we've been wanting to do for a while, and I feel like this is really the perfect moment to do it, given that it is, at the time of uh, release, it will be WrestleMania week, and so it is, you know, wrestling is in the air, and I know you and I have a, a deep love of professional wrestling, and it feels like it could not be a better time to to do this episode. 
sometimes the stars just align and you have to make something happen. It's true. It's true. Sometimes you got to climb that ladder and make yourself famous. Absolutely. So real quick, at the top of the show, before we get into all the fun and games that we've got in store, why don't you take a moment and let the lovely listeners at home know about all the stuff that you've got going on that you might want them to know about? Wow. Um, What a fantastic question. So uh, primarily, for those who do not know me, my name is John Adamus. I am the writer next door online, and it is my job 24-7 to help people tell their stories, whether they are writing a book or making a game or making a film or, I don't know, doing whatever. Uh, It's my job to help make that happen, whether that's writing or editing or being a sounding board or just being a giant nerd and talking about wrestling or literally anything in between. Um, I'm always online on some form, usually Twitter, um, but I'm always around and always happy to answer questions to help people tell their stories. That's what I do. That's, and you're, you're very, very good at it. I believe that, uh, listeners of this show of party of one and all my fantasy children are familiar with at least some of your work because, uh, we talked, we talked pitches once upon a time and I've used your party of one pitch ever, literally ever since then. Oh, that's very sweet. It's on sweet. the website, it's on my promotional tweets, it's everywhere. I also happen to know uh, that Mission Accomplished uh, s- comes into my orbit now and then. It does. You mean a role-playing game of Super Spies and Office Meetings? Why, yes, Jeff, that is exactly the game I mean, um, because I remember when that game was but a conversation. I too, I also remember when that game was but a conversation between the two of us, and Indeed. then it turned into a, now it is a thing that people can digitally own and will have physical books in their hands. I think at the time of this episode, probably within a month or so, it was when this episode releases, hopefully. I mean, you know, shipping delays and all that, but like, we'll figure oh, I'm, out. I'm familiar with shipping delays, Jeff. I understand. Uh, Jeff, yeah. you said it was available digitally. Where can someone go get Mission Accomplished? Uh, you can buy Mission Accomplished. The best place to do it, and I'm going to shamelessly plug my the my personal preference for the place to do it because it gets me the the highest margins, and I think it's the better user experience, is to go to jeffstormer.itch.io where you can find a copy of Mission Accomplished for yourself. It's uh, $12 for the PDF, which is, and that comes with everything you need to play, which is it, it takes two hours or so to play. It is an easy to play game. I, I thank you for giving me space to plug my things, John. I feel like I don't often get that within the episode itself. Jeff, you should always be able to plug your own things. You Thank worked you. really hard on that. You should be very proud of it. Absolutely show it off. I am proud of it. Speaking of things I'm proud of, do we want to get into this week's game? Because I'm very proud of it. Yes. Oh, please. I you, you do not understand. I have done a, I believe, an unhealthy amount of dreaming and planning for this game. Good, good, good. So this week, uh, we are playing Big Fight Feel, which is an RPG of marquee matches and longtime rivalries by me, Jeff Stormer. Uh, It is a game, I'm actually just going to read the text of the game, because I think that gives us the best picture of what the game is about. Yes, do so, please. At last, it has come down to this. Two wrestlers in the middle of the ring. The referee rings the bell. For a moment, the crowd goes silent as the two competitors face each other, taking in the moment. Tonight, your rivalry ends. All of the history, the heartbreak, and the hatred comes to a head right now. There will be blood, there will be violence, and at the end of this, there will be a winner and a loser. But before then, there is silence. This is an RPG for two players. Together, we will capture a moment in time, exploring the history and tension in the air at the start of a legendary fight between longtime rivals. One of us will play the face, the hero, the beloved, the technico, the person the crowd loves, the person showered in cheers when they enter the ring. 
The person that the crowd wants nothing more than to see you win. The other will play the heel, the villain, the monster, the Rudo. The crowd despises you. Booze and trash rain down as you enter. If you win tonight, there might well be a goddamn riot in the streets. I love this so much. I love this. This is uh, this is a, a passion project for me because this is legit one of my favorite things in professional wrestling is this very specific moment. Yes. yes. Like, there's like, it's it's the very specific moment, even to the point of it's after the bell rings and it's after the crowd has gotten hype for the entrances and introductions and just that silence falls. And where there's that moment of like people stop reacting to take in what is happening. It's the best. It's an audible auditorium inhale yeah. where it's just this, I don't know what's going to happen, but I have to watch every bit of it. Yeah. Do you have any particular examples? I know I have a few particular examples that like come to mind, but if you have any that you're thinking of, let's let's talk about them now. Just to, just to be excited about wrestling for a oh, minute. Oh, I, I love getting excited about wrestling. All right, let's go all the way back to my earliest wrestling memories. I remember um, Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. Yep. And when I when I was younger, it was just the two biggest guys doing a lot of pointing and sweating at each other. And when I got as I got older and as I got more into wrestling, when it got in the 90s and there was everything was a little sexy and a little leathery. Uh, I remember Stone Cold and The Rock back when The Rock was like a third of his size and still had hair and they threw the belt off the bridge. Yep. That sort of stood out to me. Then you have, I think. Uh, one of the better ones, of course, is Shawn Michaels and uh, the coward Marty Jannetty. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But then you can also go into something modern like uh, Gargano and Ciampa. Yep. Or um, even like the, if we can go to PWG with the Monstars, Keith Lee and mm-hmm. what is he going with now? Uh, Dracovic? Dracovic? Uh, Dijakovic. Dijakovic. Yeah. I think that's another great rivalry. But you can. You know what's, you know what's a really good one is uh, 24. Uh, February of 2014. Okay, it's the the Shield versus the Wyatts when they like there's the the fact when they just had their one their like one cross match where it's just the two of the two trios and like the bell rings and all three of like both trios get in the ring and they don't fight right away but they just kind of like size each other up and there's this moment of silence before this is awesome chant breaks out. It's Mm. great. Oh, there's also a DIY revival. Mm Hmm. And yep. uh, American Alpha Revival. Yep. We could really do this for any a while. Of the stri- any of the streak matches. Like, any of the any of the streak matches specifically after probably, re- like, probably, like, the 10th defense. Once they establish the streak as a concept, there's always that moment where the person is like, I am facing down something insurmountable. Uh, the TNA uh, triple threat. Daniel, yep. Styles, and Joe. Yep. We really, really like wrestling, don't I we? I love wrestling so much. It I is really, the best. I really love wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so here's how this game is going to work. Uh, we have really all this game is going to be is we're going to ask a series of questions and we're going to flesh out our characters as we are standing in the ring. Then once we do that, we will answer the questions of like what happens next. But the importance, the focus of the game is what this what this moment is not saying what is being said in this moment when we are facing each other in the ring how that's going to happen is we have a list of 16 questions i'm going to answer eight and you are going to answer eight which i guess is a good time to ask john would you like to be the face or the heel well um 
I, I built enough of a backstory for my character that I could go either way. Um, would you like to be the heel? I know your tendency is to go heel. Would you like to heal for this? I can I can be a heel. I can I can heal it up. Then I will happily be the face. And so the way this is going to work is uh, we are each going to take turns answering these questions in any order. Some of them are connected together. Some of them have like uh, tied together responses, like sort of uh, response response tied, but. We also don't, we don't have to answer those questions at the same time, uh, and we don't have to answer them in any certain order. We can jump around a little bit, we can play around, uh, and, uh, the game suggests either you can just do exactly what you did and just kind of think about things and give your answers, or you can use tools like, uh, Sasha Reno spindle wheel cards that I have in front of me, and if you're kind of like, oh, I wonder, and then you can draw in some outside influence from there. I feel like we're probably going to be doing a lot of just kind of going, oh, this is a wrestling thing I like and rolling with it. We have some tools if we need them and we'll kind of just bounce off of each other's responses. This is not something that needs to be a, you know, I answer and then we move on. We can feel free to talk about it and bounce ideas off of each other and really shape the story of this moment. I am vibrating, Jeff. It is oh, fantastic. I'm so excited. This is going to so be excited. so good. Uh... I, if, would it be okay if I answered the first question? Oh, please, please do. Because uh, I don't have... I'm going to draw a card for this, but I also have a very specific answer for uh, the question, what is significant about the venue where the fight is happening? Oh, okay. Uh, and the reason I want to start there, uh, I, I, I always like to answer a few questions before I get to the what is your gimmick question. Okay. Because I want to know a little bit about, like, I feel like I want to get to a point where that answer comes naturally and I don't feel like I'm forcing it. But also, there's a fairly specific thing in wrestling venues that I am obsessed with. And that is uh, places and places and times of power in wrestling is a fascinating thing to me. Do Let you me mean like where they plug the electrical power in or do you mean like the areas where the crowd gets the most hype? Uh, What I mean is like there's there it's it's a it's a rare thing but a thing that i'm always like 100 percent here for uh what i mean is there are certain wrestler certain places that are tied to a wrestler that uh in which that wrestler is like at the peak of their power ah okay the undertaker at wrestlemania even if it's not a literal place like the undertaker at wrestlemania like the undertaker simply you know you could pin the undertaker 364 days out of the year and it's fine but that one day like that one day that one venue the undertaker is at full Tanahashi in the Tokyo Dome. Gotcha. Like it's, it's the idea that like there's this. And um, even if it was only for one night because she lost the second time she wrestled there, there was this moment in NXT takeover Brooklyn two when Bailey fought Asuka and like Asuka came out and like was, you know, super powerful because she'd been holding the belt forever. But then Bailey came out and just like looked around and there was this moment of like, Oh, the last time she was here, like, was Bailey versus Sasha in Brooklyn. And it was, like, this energy of, like, an important thing happened here last time this wrestler stepped foot in this arena. It's the free birds at the Sportatorium. Yeah, it's it's Bruno San Martino at Madison Square, Square Garden. Gar like, yes. There's an energy to seeing a certain wrestler in a certain context where they are just powerful. Oh, so good. And, like... The, the broad answer, I think, to that question is is for one of us, it doesn't I'm not sure which one yet, but for one of us or both of us, like it is that venue is that space. Uh, I, I picked up a card just to draw it and I got this feels right. I drew the card that says Holy Stricture. 
warning. The so a spindle wheel card for reference is a sort of tarot card. It's got it's got a title, some uh, evocative art, and and some brief phrasing to kind of just draw creative inspiration from. Uh, what I got is warnings in fable, lessons in parable, history and folklore, laws as esoteric as they are absolute, which kind of ties perfectly into what we're saying, right? Like there's a legend here, right? Like this is not just so. What I think it is is not so much a Bailey situation, right? Where it's 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 one historic thing happened here. I think it is Bruno in the garden, where it is, you know, history is tied to this wrestler in this place. This wrestler's face is on, is like, there's a statue of one of us outside. Oh, sure. Absolutely there is. That will forever be there. And you'll, for like, the legacy of, of I'm going to say it's, I'm, if it's okay, I'm, if, if you're okay with it, I'd love to say that it's you. Oh. Because, you're, because you're the face, I think. That is not at all what I was expecting. That's fantastic. Is that, if that's all right with you. Yeah, that's fine. That's totally fine. Just because I think like as the fate, like if the face is tied to this place and there's a statue outside that feels very face-ish. Yeah, that's great. I can make that work. Cool. John, would you like to pick a question? Do you have any other thoughts about this before we move on? No, I I think, uh, may I elaborate some backstory? Please. I think that statue of me that's in front is a very recent uh, installation because okay. I'd like to answer the question of uh, what did I have to give up to get where I am? Mm-hmm. This is the last match of my career. I was just announced to be the new booker for this promotion. Oh, my This goodness. is the last time I'm ever lacing them up. And I it love has it. to be against you. And this statue was part of the big PR announcement that I'm taking over. But I'm no longer wrestling after a long storied career that I cannot wait to talk about. I'm so excited. Uh, that would be five. Great. Oh, my God. That's so which which tells me immediately like and obviously I think this is something that will get spelled out over the other questions. But that tells me if this is your like handpicked goodbye match. Yeah. Right. If this is if this is if this is a you're walking away win or lose, then that means that like I have to be your I have to be the Joker to you or Batman. That is exactly how I have thought about this moment. Is that that yeah, like my it, like our careers are so specifically intertwined that when it came time to that when like the goodbye poster came out, they like it was like almost assumed that that I would be stepping into the ring with you. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I love that. When we get to the gimmick question, mm-hmm. oh, I have a lengthy backstory. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to answer the question. I'm going to answer. Uh, I'm going to answer. What did the f- so that actually kind of flows nicely into question into the question of what did the face do to force me to cross the point of no return? Yeah, and that is like I am. I think I think in the build to this match, I think this was a. I want to throw out the detail that this was a, a little bit of a. Um, a little bit of a once in a lifetime scene of rock. Sure. Where it was a little bit of a once in a lifetime. It was a little bit of a, we knew this match was coming a while in advance. There has been a long build to this match. There's been a goodbye tour. Sure. And in that time, like I have escalated this fight a lot specifically because I am so specifically hurt that I didn't get to retire you. That, like, that you retired on your own terms and I didn't break you. 
is eating away in the back of my mind. Oh, yes. Yes, please. I wanted to destroy you, and the fact that you are... The fact that you are walking away to a happy ending... Like, uh, that's the level of hatred I have for you, is I cannot let you be happy at the end of this. That's wonderful. It's It's a moment of, like, how dare you... How dare you be happy? How dare you... How dare you choose to leave? Yeah. I love it. Oh, I love it so much. This is going to be really good. Oh, so I'm going to take that and run with it to the, to my next question is Mm -hmm. what did the heel do to me that can never be forgiven? Yep. And now we're going to start getting into my backstory. Okay, let's do it. The thing the heel did was we, I imagine us as a one time early in our careers tag team. Yep. And we were great. We were incredible. Incredible. And at some point for whatever reason, due to not an intentional botch or anything, but I missed time to move and slightly embarrassed you. Mm. And that caused the dissolute, that that was not only the in-ring reason, but you went behind my back politically to break up the tag team and skyrocket yourself to heel level success. Mm -hmm. And I was relegated to dark matches and enhancement talent for Mm -hmm. years. And I will never forgive you for tanking my career and making me have to wear a mask because I'm a mask wrestler Mm -hmm. and build myself back where my career could have been on the same level with you from the jump. Mm -hmm. But no, you knocked me all the way down to 30 second, you know, put over the new guys or 60 minute Iron Man dark matches that only an audience sees. And I will never forgive you for stopping what could have been my success. Uh, that's incredible. That's, uh, I love that. And uh, that immediately tells me that I want to answer question two, which is what did you have to put on the line? Because the second that you say that you're a masked wrestler, I am saying you don't get to, you don't get to be, you don't get to live your career behind, you don't get to live your happy ending behind a mask. If you're going to, if you're going to face me in the ring, if you're going to walk away, if you're going to abandon all of this to go settle in, settle in behind an office chair with a booking sheet. You're taking that mask and you're putting it on the line tonight. And I'm going to take it from you. I'm going to take this one last thing from you. I'm going to take this one thing. I'm going to take your security blanket, this comfort that you have, that you're going to retire into anonymity. Everyone is going to see you in the middle of the ring and they're going to see you for the broken down failure that you are. God, I hope so. That's the dream, right? That is. That's that's so good. So I will take that and go one step further. I'll answer, what did I put on the line to make this happen? Yep. If this doesn't work and we don't pack this place out and this isn't the best thing ever, I, I'll sell the company to our big famous up north conglomerate and I'll oh, leave wrestling. Oh, that company up north? No. That, oh, yeah. Oh, Yes. And they can ruin really good wrestlers with terrible cuckold storylines <laughs> and hold people back who were transcendent only for them to go off to other places and have the amazing career we knew they could always have. Yep. Or uh, their retired wrestlers will, you know, pack on the weight and turn into, you know, P.S. Michael Hayes and then slowly sort of stand around the ring. You it know. could also, or both. It could or be both, both at it the could same be a little time. Bit of both. Could be a little bit of both. Um, so I'm putting everything on the line. Now, the reason I'm even putting the mask and I volunteered to put the mask on because I didn't always wear the mask in the, in the moment where we broke the tag team, 
mm-hmm. our last match together where the you turned because you're the heel. Sure. Yeah. Whatever finishing move, whatever major signature move you hit damaged air quotes my face yep. and forced me into the mask. That's good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. So I'm putting it all out tonight. Oh, and that just means that that makes that makes the fact that I want to expose you even better. Yes, because it's it's that I it's that I I want to show the world, and it's which which like here's what's great about that, it makes me a little more pathetic. Yep, because like there's an element in the back of my mind about like I want to expose you, I want to show the world your broken face. What that reads to me as, as an as a as a wrestling fan watching this unfold, what that reads to me as is that I am a is that is that my character is afraid that without you I am going to be irrelevant. Yes, and that and that I have to show the world what I did and what I accomplished because I will not have you to be my foil. Oh yes, yeah, it is. It's so good. Wrestling is so much fun. Wrestling, love wrestling. I really love wrestling yeah it's so good uh i'm gonna answer so i think for my next question then yeah uh i'm going to answer i've got to answer what the face has that because i yep that that flows really nicely into what does the face have that i want more than anything okay um you've never been high on the card never you have never been i've been a star like you've been low on the card forever like your career has never gotten to the level that mine is correct but you have you have like and the, but the fact that you are become going back into the back office, the fact that you're retiring on your own terms, you're being given a marquee main event says to me that you have love and respect. Both Ooh, of yes. like the the few people that support you, whether they be backstage or fans like they value you. You are a you are a backstage, a locker room leader. You are a ring general. Like You are someone that. The people that people look to and think when they think about wrestling, they think about you, which tells me that when they think about sports entertainment, which that's a god, there's definitely a moment where like I you you put when you put the company on the line, I grab the mic and I'm like, then I hope not a single goddamn person shows up to this show because I'm I'm walking out of here and I'm walking into the main event of WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, you will just booze everywhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm playing this 100% as as good. Put the company on the line, sell it to the company up north because I don't need this. I don't need I don't need this. I when I need a stage to be a star. And it's like which is me, which is 100% me putting on my own mask, but it's me being like I being like good, sell the company. I'm going to be I'm going to be famous. I don't need the respect of people. And it's something that I've never had. Yeah, I love it. I love it so hard. I'm going to take that and add to uh, what does the heel have that I want more than anything? Mm-hmm. I want the bravado. I have never been able to stand there and get the whole crowd against me and just feed the ego. It's always been, you know, long rally, hot tag desperate, you know, beat me down and then someone else comes in to save the day or I overcome giant heroic odds because I see myself as sort of a hybrid somewhere between uh, Crash Holly and El Generico. Mm -hmm. Sure. So 
size has never been my thing. Power's never been my thing. Yes, I have carved myself into marble like Tyler Bate, but uh, in no way have I ever come across as like the big heavy. Yeah. And you have always been able to put the crowd on the edge of their seat, you know, empty soda container in hand, ready to just explode the room. And I have always had to build and struggle for that. And I have had to let my technical work do my talking, whereas you can jump on the mic and say three words and get the entire city of Omaha to chase us out with pitchforks. Mm -hmm. And I want that. I need that. And I've never had it. There was a, there's at least one match where I have to, where like, there's at least one match but be- between us, which there's an interesting thing about that that I want to talk about before the next question. There's definitely a match between us where like, there had to be police escorts because people were legit, there was a legitimate fear of a stabbing. Yes. Oh God, please. Yes. Maybe it was, I, I think we had a strap match, mm-hmm. something where we were in close proximity and like people just rushed the ring. Mm-hmm. Or it was a lumberjack match because the, yeah. because the other wrestlers, instead of having to surround the ring, acted as our <laughs> bouncers to, to keep people. the people away. <laughs> yeah, it was. And, and we just, we could not imagine this. And you were just beating the hell out of me. And the crowd was pushing and crushing in. Absolutely. We, we, we had to call the state police. They came with horses. It was huge. Which, which I'm going to answer what I'm going to answer the other half of that, which the other half of that question of okay. what does the hill want, which is what am I willing to do tonight to protect what I have? Yeah. Um, I think what I'm going to answer that. And I think actually, actually what I was going to say, it ties into this question. So this is perfect. I like the idea that we have had that, like, even though you're never, you've never been a big name, we've had like a long rivalry and like a ton of matches over the years. Sure. That idea of like. You being the plucky undercard, the plucky undercard fan favorite that keeps that is that keeps fighting your way to these opportunities and then being pushed back down like backstage. That sucks because that's that's every time you get fan momentum, they kind of put you in this match to like knock you down. But on screen, that gives this beautiful story that like you are the one thing, the one thorn in my side that I will never shake, which is incredible. Yes, I love it. And then like. The other half of that is if you are is if if what I have is my bravado, that reads to me like I've never had to that if what I if if I have bravado and the ability to piss people off, then that means that I've never necessarily had to put on a six star classic. I've never really had to put on my working boots because I can put on a show, get the people mad. Somebody else can do some flashy moves. And then we both go backstage and collect a paycheck. Yes. So I think what I am willing to do tonight to protect what I have, which is this ability to put the crowd in the palm of my hand, which is in danger because the person that has most fed into that is leaving and I'll never wrestle them again until you until until you unretire six months later. Right. Well, I'll have a movie to promote, Jeff. I'll have to I'll have to come back. Um, but like you, the fact that I won't have you to be there and be the thorn in my side anymore, what I have to protect is this ability to put the crowd in the palm of my hand. So I'm going to have to put on my working boots tonight. I'm going to have to wrestle harder than I have, than I have since we were a hot, hot tag team together. And I fucked up your face. Yes. Love it. Love it so much. That's the thing I'm going to have to do tonight. Okay. Okay. Yes. 
I'm going to answer uh, question three. Why is tonight the only uh, night this match can happen? I want to raise the stakes a little. Mm-hmm. About 10 minutes before uh, they open the doors, we get told the building just got sold. It's going to be demolished and turned into hipster condos. Oh, my goodness. And if this is th- this is the place where you've had like your moment to shine, this is mm-hmm. it. This is the farewell for the building. Yeah. And the farewell for you and I, this is the only time we're going to be able to really do this. And you just had to put your work boots on. So this is going to be an amazing match because there's no other way around it. And I I, I love that. I think that the fans know that. Yeah. I think like it has the, the like the press release dropped maybe an hour before showtime that like they had just finalized selling this this stadium. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's recent hours. And so like there's an and so that energy that we that we get at the start of the game, right? That energy of like the hush of the crowd is also an almost Im- like the, the the only way to describe it. And this is aggrandizing. But in that really great aggrandizing way that is professional wrestling is it's a moment of silence for the venue and for all yeah. of the wrestling history that has come from this place that will never be here again. And every commentary, every commentary moment possible is the history of the building and mm-hmm. a famous match that happened here and an event that happened here. And anytime we need to like fill space and kill time, we go to a promo reel of famous yep. things that happened. And it's just a giant farewell on so many levels. Yeah. I, I'm going to answer. So I'm, I'm going to go to question nine and answer what is my gimmick and oh. what am I fighting for tonight? I think I, I think I have a really clear idea now. Okay. Uh, uh, I think I am. I'm going to go with uh, Hollywood Howard Hogarth. Nice. Uh, Hollywood is, you know, the the West Coast beach boy, right? Like I come to the ring with the towel. I've got the Dolph Ziggler iridescent trunks. Oh, yes. Uh, You know, I'm oiled up. I am golden. Uh, I am I am ripped to the point where it almost stops being sexy. Almost. <laughs> Yes. And it's like, I, I just have that energy of like, and, and it kind of ties into that, that notion of like, sell, sell the building, sell the company. I'm going to be a star. Like I got, I have the looks, I have the charisma. I, and, and, and my, my, my gimmick is I don't need to be here. My gimmick is apathy. That is, that is what, uh, that is what Hollywood, like that is in my whole shtick, which is why I don't have to work. Right. Like it's, it's the, it's the heel equivalent of Orange Cassidy putting his hands in his pockets. It's like, it's like I, I, they put me up against like workhorse wrestlers and I brush them off because they're not worth my time. Yeah. And it piss and it's just this thing that pisses people off because they, they know that these people can put on incredible matches and I will not let them. Yeah. Love it. And so, so like, much. and so, yeah, it's this, it's this, ele- and so there's this energy of like, what I am fighting for tonight is to hold on to that idea of someone who is too talented to care on the one night when I care so much. Yes. Like, this is the only night that like, I am going, it is going to be a fight for me to hide the fact that I am so invested in, you know, breaking your spirit, burning down this company, uh, like 
establishing myself, like figuring out the future, honoring your career and what has to be a long time checkered at times friendship at times deep hatred for one another backstage like honoring this building and honoring this company and establishing like the direction for what comes next like in terms of of a performer because i like i'm still the big like the biggest star in this company i'm still going to be here on the main event tomorrow i love wrestling jeff i love love wrestling so much wrestling is so great this is amazing (laughs) good it is the best of uh, physical storytelling form ever. It is. Ever. It is. It is. It's perfect. There's it no is. other art like it. It is. It is. It is. It is. As much as I, as much as I love to talk about how how similar it is to LARP, I do believe that wrestling is a wholly unique thing. That there's just a language and a storytelling to it that I that is entirely its own. That's what makes this game great. Because I'm so happy. We can. We just have to speak this language. Yeah. And anybody who's listening to this, who's not as giant a pair of wrestling nerds as Jeff and I, you don't need to speak the language as fluently. You'll still pick it up from these questions. It is a fantastic set of questions. I I feel really, I feel really good about it. This is awesome. I'm I'm so so happy happy we're doing this. I I am too. This is going, this is a great second play test of this game. (laughs) Wow. Yes. You'd never know that. Uh, The first play test was last night impromptu because i was i was showing jen like how the i was showing jen the spindle wheel cards as i was cutting them out and i was like we could play a quick like we could answer like one or two of the questions from this game and then like half hour 40 minutes later we were like yeah so we just played the whole game and we were both just sitting there going yeah but that that, that has to be what happens next right it was good it was good because a good play test i love games like that i i, I love too. times like that I, I i do have to tell you this is the first role-playing game i've played in about a year plus well good i'm so glad thank you it feels thank like you so much for this well i i'm doing i'm just vibrating here it's just <sighs> just me power. too it's, me too this is awesome i'm jazzed up oh it's great i love this my <sighs> next question I'm going to not answer the gimmick. I'm going to try to do the gimmick question last because that way I can launch into the whole backstory and okay. hopefully make you laugh because that is one of the most wonderful sounds to me in the world. I have very distinct memories of all the times we've ever hung out of you laughing and that makes well, me feel really happy. I'm glad. That makes me happy. So I am instead going to answer question seven. What is my greatest strength? Okay. I can carry anyone in any kind of match. You want to do a 30-second go-over strong. You want to do a 60-minute Iron Man. You want to do a Taipei deathmatch. You want to do a exploding tables, whatever. I can do it all. I've been asked to do it all because I was never pushed to the main event the way you were. Mm-hmm. So I, it's always fallen on me to, you know, well, we need somebody to Jeff Hardy themselves off the top of a thing. Okay, I'll do it. Do you want me to do it face first or not? You know, mm-hmm. I'm always happy to just do whatever the business needs to yep. put people in the seat and make them feel like giving that money over to the booth was the right thing to do. I can yep. carry, I can get a good match out of probably two potatoes and a box of printer paper if I had to. Sure. I can do that. It, it reminds me, of, that reminds me a lot of, that reminds me a lot of a friend of the show, J.R. Goldberg, talking about. Uh, who he feels is the greatest wrestler in the world, which is Negro Casas. He describes him a lot as he's not the best in the world at any one thing. 
He's not the best technical wrestler. He's not the best uh, strong style wrestler, but he's just really, really good at everything. Like he's a he's reasonably like a, an eight out of ten at everything. Yeah, which and and that gives me that same energy of like that makes you the best. Like that makes you just unstoppable if you can if you can hold your own in in all of those different style things. Like that just gives that energy of like what can't you do? Right. I was only ever one moment, one push, one thing away. Mm-hmm. Now that thing happened to be this mistimed uh, tag or, or spot that it just embarrassed you. It didn't ruin mm-hmm. the match. It didn't hurt anybody, but you felt embarrassed. And because of yeah. that, that exact 30, 30 tenth, you know, 30 tenths of a second, because of that three tenths of a second, I've never been where you've been. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and yep, I'm going, I'm going question eight and just rolling right into what is your, what is your hidden weakness? Okay. And it's that, it's that, it's that, that's, that's the one thing you've never had. Like you've never, you've never had a main event of this caliber before. Okay. You've never, you've never stood in a ring with this level of energy before. I've done it to the point where I'm numb to it. Yeah. Like you've never, you know, even when we've had our legendary matches, like they've never been in this like they've never been on the last night of this venue before one of us retires before Mm -hmm. like this is a this is a this is history and i and you and there is no way to there is no way to prepare yourself for that yeah not all of the versatility in the world cannot put you into a headspace where you are facing down where you are faced with the awareness that you are putting something in the history books and like that energy, I think that I think that's your I think that's your hidden weakness is that that energy. I think I can exploit that. I yeah. think I think that that's I think that's that's coming into it like, you know, that's that's the difference between you and I right now is I have made I have been in history before. And you this is this is your one moment as you are facing your goodbye. And I'm pretty sure that's how I can break you. I love that. I love that so much. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So then I will counter that with uh, what is the heel's hidden weakness? What is your hidden weakness? You've, uh, over time, especially getting more and more numb, you've moved away from being a wrestler into being more of a sports entertainer. And you've never had to go too long in a match without a lot of rest holds or a lot of crowd work. So you've never had to chain together and build that deep move set. And Tonight, with the work boots laced up, you're going to have to dig Mm -hmm. way deep because I will take you bell to bell beyond where you ever thought you could. Yep, that's good. That's very, very good. Yeah, and it's, it's, I love that we've both, I love that we've both stepped out of our element into the other person's element to our own detriment by our own choice. That's the best part about wrestling. I know, it's great. But they, just the idea of like, I, I consciously said, like, I'm going to I'm going to st- I'm going to wrestle you with all of my heart and all of my skill, knowing that you are a better wrestler than me. And you said, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to do it in the main event surrounded by a hushed crowd, even though like this is a star making moment and you are already a star. Yeah, it's just it's it's the perfect it is the perfect balancing of neither of both of us are on our strength are on our like strongest foot and neither of us are on our strongest foot. It's going to be amazing. This match, it's going to be real good. 
Um, so I have one question left, which is what is my greatest strength? Uh, I think my greatest strength is what is my, I got to really stop and think about this. Okay. I feel like we've told, I feel like we've told so much that like figuring out what the one thing that is my greatest strength in this match is, is, uh, an exciting challenge. I'm going to draw a card. Okay. Just see what, just see what it says. I drew laughing mimic common bellows turned from furnace to songbook, a river babbling in a familiar voice muffled. Mur- okay. That, that gives me a very clear idea of what I want this to be. Okay. The phrase, a river babbling in a familiar voice, says to me, what my greatest strength is here is I've, I've, you know, forgotten what it feels like to be overwhelmed by the crowd. I have forgotten what it feels like to want to, to feel the hunger of wanting to be a star. You know, I've been at the top long enough that like those things aren't in my head anymore. Right. But do you know what's in my head and has never not been in my head? What's in your head, Jeff? That one moment. That one moment that like defined really our both of our entire careers. I have even no matter how apathetic I have been, I have never forgotten that. And like there is a side of me that you see in the matches that we've had that the fans see that like. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to detour before I before I continue to explain this to explain another one of my favorite things in wrestling. I'm so ready for this. Um, You see it. You see it. So it is the, the a facial expression, like a facial expression close up that I can only describe. And uh, party of one producer, Jen Frank, as she's editing this, will love hearing this. It is the why have I not won yet face? There is. And it, it, you see it a lot with, like, the aces of a promotion. John Cena has a very good one. Hiroshima and DDT has a very good one. Tanahashi has a very good one. Where it zooms in on someone's face. Uh, Kushida, when he was the ace of the junior division in NJPW, had a great one. Where it would zoom in on their face and they'd just be like, How have I not won this match yet? I'm the ace. I shouldn't have to continue fighting this. And that's when they get angry. And, like, there's this beautiful moment it's it's always when uh, Kushida would throw a closed fist punch and the crowd would boo. <laughs> yes, yes. And then he'd look at his fist like, yeah, oh, it's the best. It's my favorite, like the, wait, I, I, I'm too good to still be in this match. And then they get angry and they get serious. Yeah. That's my greatest strength is like, you see that, you don't see that in any of my matches except when it's the two of us and it's been going a while because it's a match of, no, I'm not letting you fucking drag me into this. I hate you. And I'm going to just, and like, you see that switch. There's that switch of, I've never stopped hating you. And that's what's going to power me through this match. This is the greatest wrestling match I've ever talked about. I'm feeling so hype about it. I'm sad that it, I'm sad that it's not a thing I can watch now. I know, I know, because (laughs) now I have to answer like the big question and here comes all the backstory, if you don't mind. Please, please. The floor right, is yours. So the question is, what is your gimmick and what am I fighting for tonight? I am El Abogado, the lawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't always. I used to be Princeton Franklin III, and you and I came up, and we were just standing next to each other on our first day, and that's how we got paired as a tag team. And we worked amazing as a tag team. Mm-hmm. We were revolutionary for this promotion. But one day, one time... You were itching to get bumped up into a singles thing, and I was very happy just being a strong tag team person. 
And for whatever reason, I embarrassed you in the ring. I made you have to maybe throw a second punch or slow down on your big cell, something. And you held it against me ever since. And that's where you went to the booker and said, hey, this isn't working. This guy's a jerk. Uh, I want to bust us up. Here's your angle. And you politicked your way through it. And then mm -hmm. ultimately you did turn on me and whatever move you delivered, be it a DDT or a super kick or a even, well, I think it'd be funnier if it wasn't something that actually hit me in the face, mm -hmm. but it damaged my face somehow. I don't know. Like you put me in a sleeper. You know what it was? I, I here's weirdly specifically what it was. If you were a lawyer, uh, I took a, I took a, uh, we, we actually like, or uh, it was super worked. And like, there are fans that, um, there are fans that Jen's dad, uh, used to go to uh, shows at the garden okay. and he would always say, and this is, this is side note. This is a, a wrestling story that I love that she would, she's, she always tells this story and I love it where she's like, anybody that says people didn't always know that it was staged. Talk to my father who said, when we went to the garden in the sixties, you couldn't sit in the first four rows. Cause you'd see, you'd see Andre's punches and they just, they wouldn't connect. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love it too. And so I think that there's a super worked moment where like the fans who know were like, there weren't even any staples in the stapler. Like, you yeah. know, they could have at least gone hardcore with it, but I like stapled your eye or something, or I stapled oh, yes. your face or something, yes. but like there weren't any staples in it. So like you didn't bleed or anything. You just like, Oh my face. Oh my face. Yeah. And I'll sell the hell out of it. Cause that's all I do. Yeah. Love it. So the the tag team was broken and you cat you were rocketed into heel singlesdom and I was relegated because you told the booker you fed the booker some line mm -hmm. about just how awful I was and how I almost have got you hurt or something. So I was dark match meat and enhancement talent and I started building my way up as the masked wrestler El Abogado and my big move is called gimmick infringement where mm -hmm. I just steal the signatures and finishers of other wrestlers in any promotion I anywhere. That's very good. And the one finisher and signature set I've never stolen is yours. That's I've so good. teased it. I've constantly teased it, but I've never delivered it. So tonight, uh, what am I fighting for? I'm fighting for me being me, whether I go masked or unmasked, I'm fighting to show everybody this is what could have been, but I never had the chance, and yep. it's this guy's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and here's before we answer the final three questions. They're so good questions. Here's what is beautiful about like what you're fighting for. You're fighting like on a certain level, that means you're fighting to make me a star that lives on after you. The the cause the line like the line that I'm thinking, like the thing that you said that really like made me think that was you said like, it's this guy's fault. Yeah. Which to me, like that means that again, like it's that same idea of like, who am I without you? If there's, there's an element, even if you're not aware of it, if it's in the back of your head where you're fighting to make sure the crowd hates me even more than they already do, because I'm going to be walking out to the ring tomorrow when you're booking the show. Yep. Which is very good. I love that. Okay, so after all the questions have been answered together, uh, there's no there's no face or heel designation to these final three questions. We're just going to talk through these final three questions. Okay. Uh, they don't have to be answered in order, but I think they probably 
they probably feel better in order, but they can be answered out of order if you feel strongly about them one way or the other. No, I think actually answering them in order for me works. Yeah, I think so. that's I, I feel like increasingly this is this is me. This is the playtest part of this game. I think I'm going to have to put a note in here of that they should be answered in order because I think they flow together nicely. They do. I think I think I, I would say so. Yes. So the first question is, what moment will people remember long after the match ends? Well, for me, uh, as I just mentioned, it's where I finally do steal yep. your move. Mm-hmm. And it can be after a long series of exchanges. A, we've gone, I don't know, deep. We've gone 45 minutes, mm-hmm. 65 minutes into this match. We have put to, we have chained things together. We have run through every style. We've gone strong style and English and sports entertainment. We've done everything, high spots, all of it. And finally, about the, just after the turning point of the move, that's where I did your move perfectly better than probably you ever could, Mm -hmm. despite my size or my stature or my look or whatever. I've pulled your big move off. And in that moment when we're just sort of exhausted from it, laying there and the ref is, you know, checking to make sure we're okay before he hits the standing 10, there's that feeling, that rush of air in the room as everybody realizes he did it. He did the move. That's, mm-hmm. I watched El Abogado do whatever your move is. And uh, it's, it's the beach bomb. Oh yeah. It's I, a, it's a, it's a standing power bomb, like a, uh, not quite a jackknife because a jackknife, you let them go, but it's a standing power bomb where afterwards you do like a, a, a front flip into, uh, into like a, into a cover, into sort of an alligator clutch type cover. Oh, okay. Cause you could also power bomb them and then flip over into a bridged pin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I I hit it. Mm-hmm. And I hit it snug in the dead center of the ring. And you had to wor- physically work, not just show work, but yeah. physically work to get out of it because I have pushed you to the limit. That's the moment, I think, where my side of the arena, my people have just been, he did it. He finally hit the other one move. Wow. Yep. And I think, I think the other moment that I want to throw out is like, uh, just a, uh, it, now that we've got masks in play, like a, my favorite mask moment is in a big match when it gets ripped. Yeah. And it's like half in there. Like it's the, it's the absolute best when it's just, you're like, I, I, you, you have to watch, you need to watch a match where this happens with me one day because you'll see like the visceral reaction that I get of being like, I don't want, no, stop it. It's bad. <laughs> it's good. It's very good. I would love to watch wrestling with you just to uh, sit there. We, sh- we, we should. should. That sounds we great. We should make that happen. We really should. Uh, yeah, I love when a mask gets ripped in a match because uh, there's a visual reaction of like, no, I don't want to see the face underneath. That's not, they're wearing a mask. Yeah. It's good. Love it. Love it so um, much. So who wins the match at the end of the night? I, I, I feel strongly about an answer, but I want to hear if you have thoughts. I, I don't have thoughts. I actually need you to answer this first so I can figure out what I feel. I think you've got to win this. I think oh. that as much as as much as tradition says that the person leaving goes out on their back, I think this is I think every this is the bookers thank you. This is the people in the backs thank you and I think bleeding into my thoughts on the next question, this is probably also my thank you. Like this is the once in a million where the person leaving goes out on top because this is every single person in the arena backstage in the ring with you, the booker, like laying out the matches. This is all of us being like, 
you've put in the work you this this time this moment is yours like this is no one's this is no one's but yours uh hollywood will be here tomorrow it's time for you to it's time for you to to take this home okay you sold me because i was ready to have you win i think this is i think this is your this is your this is your this is your happy ending this is your yeah you get you you get what you've been des- you've been owed this entire time. Yeah, so then it has to end with a just a giant like long-term standing o. Mhm. where we both climb that we do the raise the hand and point mm-hmm. and then the turn like the mutual big hug at the end and turnbuckle climb. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes, please. Oh. Which is, which is question. I mean, that's the answer to 19, right? Is what comes. Well, there, and there's what comes next immediately, but then also much later, but it's all kind of into the same question. But yeah, I think that the immediate moment is like, we both get up. I refuse to shake your hand. Like you put out the handshake, you know, people are flooding to the back. Okay. So actually I'm going to lay this moment out in detail because I have really specific thoughts if that's okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, the match ends, you pin me, the crowd erupts, people start running out, and, like, you stand up, and you, like, put a hand out to the ramp, to, like, the wrestlers who are running out, you're like, no, stop. This isn't your moment yet. Okay. You put out your hand for a handshake. Like, your hand is raised by the ref, people start to run out, you put out a hand, you put out a hand to shake mine. Okay. I get up, I'm holding my neck, which is, you know, the universal symbol for we've had a hard match. <laughs> yes, it is, isn't it? Oh, my neck. It, it wasn't hurt at all, but uh, I'm also I'm slightly now. like leaned over. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, you're holding it out. I'm like, I, I, I get up in your face and I, I, I kick your hand away or I slap it away. Oh. And at the crowd at first is like, oh, God, what? No, is it? Is he gonna? Is he gonna like rip his mask off for real? And then I pull you in for a hug. Oh, okay. That's wow. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll go, can I can I raise that a little bit? Please, please. Just after you uh, you slap my hand away, there's that moment of oh god, are they gonna go again for round two? And we're sort of eyeballing each other like we were at the beginning of the match. Mm-hmm. I take the mask off mm. and throw it to the ground, and then we hug. Yep. That's great. That's per. Oh, that's I'm 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 a little choked up right now, but that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's a good ending. And then and then the peep and then we do the hand raise. Yes. And then the people come in and they lift you on their shoulders. And I think the the one other detail, and this is something that never happens and will never happen again, is like people raise you up and like you know there's the big this is the big like this is the goodbye to the venue as much as it is to you like they're raising you up on their shoulders the crowd is cheering there's confetti yep and i just i roll out i roll out of the ring okay. i'm not at mer- i'm not at merch after the show wow i'm not i'm not like i my stuff is i've packed my like my stuff is packed by the time everyone gets to the back uh i'm just not there for the rest of the show like this is the one moment where Hollywood uh Howard Hogarth is not present. Like it's just it's not I it's not my moment. That and is, so wow, it's just I'm gone. That's incredible, Jeff. That is just wow. Amazing. I love pro wrestling. <laughs> pro wrestling is the best. Period. I love it. I love pro wrestling so much. John, thank you for playing this game. This was oh, very good. Jeff, thank you. This was this was fantastic. I loved every second oh, of this. I am oh my goodness. I am just I'm overjoyed. 
Wrestling is very good. Wrestling's the best. I love, I'm going to do, so what I'm going to do after this is immediately go watch some wrestling. Good. Because this is incredible. This made me feel good to do. This, 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 this is what I'm so, I'm so happy this game did exactly what I want it to do, which is capture that feeling of the vibe that I wanted you to have. The vibe that I wanted to all to have myself when playing this game was uh, lying on your stomach, head cradled in your hands in front of a large TV that is playing wrestling. That's the the very specific emotional image, and I feel like I cap. I feel like the game has captured it to a T. Yes. There is that moment of standing in my living room, having come out of my chair because somebody's music hit or the, the ending came just, what what do you mean she won the Royal Rumble? Or, you know, there's just this moment of, are you, are you kidding me right now? But you're both irritated and you want to go on the internet and be one of the internet smarks, but also this sense of like, that's a really bold storytelling choice. Wow. Can I tell you my my really specific story of this that also does that also involves Jen as well as some other friends of ours who I think will be listening to this episode and will greatly enjoy hearing it? Yes, please, please do, please do. Um, I uh, I ended the Undertaker streak. Okay, I did that. That was me. I'm All right. respo- I'm physically responsible for that. Okay, because if you've watched, you've seen, you know, you you know that you know this very well that like. Uh, Undertaker matches, especially the last like three or four. Yes. And in about 10 minutes of finisher spam. Yeah, pretty much. So in watching Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker, we were watching it and he had hit about three F5s. Yes. And I he hits he hits the third one and like leaning over to my friends just to kind of make a joke about how like we're going to be here for another 20 minutes undertaker's going to get up and pile drive him three times then they're going to stare at each other then they're going to grab a weapon and it's going to be a whole thing i lean over to my friends and i go i lean over to my friends noah laura and jen and i go that was it that was the one streaks over one two three and we all sit there in absolute silence at like no that actually was that was it and then like there's a moment of pause and my friend Noah just goes, Jeff, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> oh, I love that. And, it, but it was that, it was that moment of like, uh, is that really what ha- is like, yeah, it was exactly, it was exactly verbatim. Like what you described. It was that moment of like, I got to complain about this on the internet, but also just shit. Yeah. I watched the streak and, it was good. It's a, like it's it's the most perfect. It is one of the most perfect moments of any entertainment form ever. Jeff, we have to watch wrestling together. We do. We do. We got to find time for this. Yes. Uh, what are you doing for WrestleMania? Um, that's a really good question. I'll have to get back to you on that. Yeah. Because I don't fully know what our plans are yet. Okay. They might be in flux. Okay. <sighs> John, thank you for playing this game with me. This was so much fun. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was this made my day. You oh, don't know. Oh my gosh, I'm I love so this excited. so much. I'm delighted. Uh, we're real quick before we wrap up. Where can people find you and your work online? Oh, oh gosh, you can find me on social media, mostly on Twitter, Twitter.com/slash awesome a w e s o m e underscore. That's shift in the dash key j o h n. I'm there all the time. You can also find uh, tons, years, decade, more than a decade of writing advice on my blog, writernextdoor.com. Excellent. I, I guess I should also plug uh, my things because this is actually 
Fun fact, uh, this is the first time we've played a game, no, the second time we've played a game that I've written on the show, but the first time it's been a two-player game. So uh, you can find uh, you can find Big Fight Feel at the time of this episode release. It will be out the day before in a proper release. So you will find this game at jeffstormer.itch.io. It will have just released yesterday. Uh, go buy it. It will be, I think, cheap. And I think there are community copies available. So go grab the game. It's great. Get this game. It is really, really fun. Even if you're not a huge wrestling nerd, you can still tell a story dramatically without knowing any of the people we referenced or the matches or the places you just need to be able to tell a story of two people who are going to settle everything. Yeah. Which it's, which is what, which is exactly what I wanted. And then you should go hack this game. People should hack this thing into divorce arbitration and breakups and, um, different corporate events and just turn it into any situation where there's two emotionally invested sides. Mm-hmm. Which is which is also a good note to, to give a, a shout out to Austin Ramsey, who uh, wrote In the Air Tonight, which this game is directly based on. Um, if you haven't seen that game, John, you got to check it out. It's great. It's based on the it's based on the scene from Miami Vice. We're in uh, in the air tonight is playing. OK. And okay. the way that and the entire game, it's the exact same structure where it's just a list of questions. There are two people and each person is tied to answering certain questions. Uh, and the idea is that you are creating a st- uh, you are creating a specific moment in which two people are going to do something ethically dubious and undeniably dangerous in a cool vehicle going to a destination. I need to get this game immediately. It's great. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. I love in the air tonight. It's fantastic. But that is that is that is what this game is directly based on of that feeling of like capturing one sliver of a moment through like evocative questions. Is there a party of one episode about it? There is. I played it with Alex Flanagan. It's a great episode. Ooh, I'll have to check that out as well. You should. It's a great episode. But, John, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think for now, I think it's time for me to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to John for coming on the show. That game was... God, I love professional wrestling. I don't know how else to describe how much I loved playing that episode. And doing that game, it was a blast. Please go follow John on Twitter at AwesomeJohn. Please go to thewriternextdoor.com. Check out what John has to offer. Let him help you tell your story because it's he's an amazing person and he does amazing work. He really, truly knows the art of storytelling and he truly cares about helping people tell their stories. Like I said, follow him on Twitter at awesome underscore John. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. Uh, head to bit.ly slash Party of One Merch. Head to the merch store. We just released uh, two new shirts, technically one design, but with two different fonts. It is Party of One fans will be very happy because it is uh, a professional wrestling print style shirt that just says Champ and Crowbar are in love because Champ and Crowbar are in love. Uh, again, all proceeds from that shirt are going towards the one shot safety net fund, pro wrestler, Patreons, people who have been impacted that I can help out. Um, so go do that buy the new shirt and, um, yeah, do all that stuff. And like I said, go support people who have been impacted. Use the money that you would have used supporting party of one. Go support people who need it. At this moment, we're all in this together and we need to support one another. Speaking of supporting things and speaking of being in this together, I'm going to talk to you about a podcast that is really special and really warms my heart when I'm feeling uncertain about the world. And that is All My Fantasy Children. 
All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network, powered by you. Every week, my best friend Aaron Catano size and I take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers, though technically also this episode features the WrestleMania theme by the stars of WrestleMania. And, of course, the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, press coverage, or coming on the show as a guest, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, wrestling fans. (laughs) 